It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself in a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 119, where we travel the world. We go to Austria, we go to France, we go to Pakistan, we go to New Zealand and the United Kingdom and, of course, America. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at 4 o'clock in the morning and add them to the list, okay? It's, it's a very sad... It's been a long and difficult campaign. But it's been a more difficult time for our country, a hard time. So once this election is finalized and behind us, it'll be time for us to do what we've always done as Americans, to put the harsh rhetoric of the campaign behind us, to lower the temperature, to see each other again, to listen to one another, to, e to hear each other again respect and care for one another. Now, at the time of recording, it's not absolutely guaranteed, but unless there's some remarkable turnaround in uh, Arizona and Nevada and Pennsylvania and Georgia, it looks as though it is going to be President Biden. But not as we were told it would be. It was expected to be a blue landslide. And that has not happened, and there are enormous lessons in that. And I, I just want to share some of them with you. No, no, number one, it's just simply this. The opinion polls were wrong, vastly wrong, miles wrong. Why is that? Because opinion polls are now used to influence elections rather than reflect them. I, I think it, it's a disgrace the way that opinion polls are being developed and used, and a huge amount of money goes into it as well. They are unreliable, absolutely unreliable, because they seek to reflect the opinions of those who commission them and also those who run them as much as possible. It's very interesting. Uh, as some of you know, I love watching the West Wing and, you know, it's intriguing if the West Wing is even remotely true, how much of policy is influenced by opinion polls. Lesson number two. The simplistic and rather silly statement of Trump being some kind of white supremacist racist has been blown apart by this election. Unless you are prepared to say, as a white person, that the 50% of Latinos who voted for Trump in some Miami counties were stupid. Here's an astonishing factor from this election already. Trump grew his vote, did better in every area amongst black men and Latinos and many other groups except white men. The only area where he went down was white men. So I guess by the kind of woke standards, it seems that racist white men got 
Donald got Biden elected? Hmm, that's not how it works, is it? Here's another question. Donald Trump, of course, is going to claim there's fraud. I thought his speech on the evening of the election was at best disingenuous, but I thought it was a horrendous speech. I really did think it was horrible. However, however, and it is a big but, is it impossible that there is fraud? Now, people, it's funny, you know, the BBC, ABC and others immediately go, no, of course there isn't, there's no evidence of it. Well, it may be that all the evidence that I'm being shown is completely false. Or it may be that there are things to be investigated. For example, I saw a clip of a woman offering to buy a number of votes for $50,000. Um, does corruption go on in US politics? Trump is foolish because he has to be able to prove that it does. Uh, and also that he is the victim of it, not the perpetrator of it. But there, there are just some things that seem to me bizarre. So, for example, uh, from 538, which seems to be a fairly reliable source, there's this report. 23,277 votes in Philadelphia have just come in. All are for Biden. I'm sorry, that's impossible. You couldn't have an election where... Now, maybe they misspoke. Maybe they meant the majority were for Biden or the, the districts were all for Biden or whatever. But as, as, as they reported it... Or 5,300 votes in Luzerne County, nearly 4,000 of which were for Biden. Really? Four to one? That's hard. You know... And here's another one I find really hard to believe. Maybe it's true, but in Wisconsin, there's, a, there's an electorate of 3.6 million. Well, according to the latest figures, about 3.3 million have voted. That's an 89% turnout in an election. Really? I, I, well, maybe that's true. Maybe our Americans are much more democratic than I think. However... I think the lesson out of all of this, uh, one of the lessons anyway, is America's in a mess. If, as looks likely, it is Bi President Biden, by the time you hear this, it probably will be President Biden. It's going to be a disaster. Although one good thing is in the American system is the checks and balances. It's a great system. But the checks and balances, uh, it looks as though the Senate is not going to turn Democrat. Why do I think Biden will be such a disaster? Because I think he's corrupt. That's the first thing. Because I think he's not competent. That's the second. I think he's well past his best days. Um, because I think it won't be him that runs the country. It will either be the old, uh, you know, patrician Democrats like the Clintons. Or, much more worryingly, Kamala Harris and the kind of new progressives. That's not going to heal the nation. God bless America. Land So we pray, we pray for America. All right, enough about the US election. I, I was thinking of making 
the whole sh podcast about that. But I think, look, there are lots of other things in the world going on that are just as important. Maybe this isn't one of them, but do you recognize this man? Bond. James Bond. Mr. Bond, I suppose you wouldn't care to um, raise the limit? I have no objections. I think you've made your point, Goldfinger. Thank you for the demonstration. Choose your next witticism carefully, Mr. Bond. It may be your last. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. There is nothing of course, it's Sir Sean Connery, an absolutely superb actor in so many ways. For me, I loved him in A Bridge Too Far and in The Untouchables. Bond, I could take or leave. But I find it fascinating the way he's treated, um, uh, let's say, compared with the way that Donald Trump is treated. Now, why am I comparing the two? Because Sean Connery, like Donald Trump, like all of us, let's be honest, like all of us, has a mixed, somewhat mixed pedigree in different ways. An amazing story coming, being a, a milkman's boy, a milk boy in, in Edinburgh, rather, uh, to one of the most famous actors in the world. But he was accused, his wife, his ex-wife, Diane Silento, said that he subjected her to physical and mental abuse. In a 1975 interview with Playboy, he once advocated hitting women with an open-handed slap. Um, and it's interesting. Let's take a, a newspaper like the Scottish, the, the, the National Paper, um, if it had been Donald Trump who died, the National would have just gone berserk about if Trump had made those remarks. Because it's Sir Sean Connery, because he's a Scottish hero, because he advocated independence, although having said that, he advocated independence from his, uh, as Brian Wilson said, his Marbella saloon bar. You know, he, he lived in Linford Gay, K, Linford K, it was a private gated community in the Bahamas and yet still advocated Scottish independence. Mm, yeah, it's, it's difficult. But because he did that, he gets a free pass. It's so fascinating. And I think with the exception of an article in The Scotsman, and maybe there were others, there were very few that mentioned the more flawed aspect of his nature. And I don't think that other people who the media don't like will have that courtesy. All right, let's come on to uh, some sad news. Uh, news that was headline and then just disappeared. The moment police entered the Notre Dame Basilica in the city of Nice, the site of the latest attack against France. On Wednesday morning, a Tunisian national aged 21 entered the church armed with a knife, killing three people including a 60-year-old woman who had her throat slit and the 55-year-old custodian of the church. Panic on the streets of Vienna. Gunmen opened fire at at least six locations. The first reports came from near the city's main synagogue. It was closed at the time, but a rabbi watched the horror now, unfold I'll say from his window. I'll say the same thing as we often say with these things. If this was an uber right-winger, of course, they would be rightly condemned. Politicians right, left and centre would be condemning. But although 
there's tentative mentions. It's so funny. I mean, I put on the news and I thought, surely not, surely not. But straight away, there were people saying, we're really concerned that this turns into Islamophobia. That's their first concern. Why? You're going to feed Islamophobia if you carry on with that attitude. Some other items of news, just very briefly. Uh, A number of years ago, I wrote about Jeremy Corbyn and the anti-Semitic trend within Labour. Those chickens all came home to roost last week when Corbyn was suspended from the Labour Party for refusing to accept the report, which was a a, a scathing report on anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. Or another progress, bunch of progressives in New Zealand, um, Jacinda Ardern, who herself voted for, um, as did 65% of the people voted for euthanasia in New Zealand to add to the abortion laws. Although, interestingly, they didn't vote for legalisation of cannabis. You know, there was, there was some good news, actually, with Poland, um, that the Polish government had banned abortion for disability. And, I mean, there's uproar about this. And, again, I notice in Western media how we seem to think that the Poles are some kind of reactionary right-wing fascists for not wanting to kill disabled babies. don't they know their history the first euthanasia the first holocaust that the nazis did was against the disabled but nonetheless now that the poles want to protect the disabled they are condemned this is where the revolution leads in fact this biden and camilla harris antifa um maybe you can have it the right wing way as well. They know how to do destruction, but they don't know how to build. Let me, uh, well, here's an old song that it just reminded me of from the Beatles. talk about destruction you know you can count me out you say you've got a real solution but what is it don't you know it's going to be all right yeah it's going to be interesting uh what happens i don't think that the any revolution except what george verver called the revolution of love and balance is going to help any of us part of the revolution of course is to shut down those you disagree with um I I enjoy doing this podcast and it is now on Spotify, by the way. Please encourage you to listen on there and encourage others to go to it. But um, I guess Spotify are not going to pay me what they pay Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out.
the Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Hello, Mr. West. What's up? What's going on, man? Good to see you. Good seeing you too. We finally did it. We're here. We made it happen. We're in the building. Yes, sir. (laughs) So, what what are you doing? You running for president? Uh, yes. What made you decide to do that? Aren't you now, Mister Rogan is a really interesting interviewer, and sometimes I enjoy listening to his podcasts. I could do without some of the language. They're a bit lengthy at times. They make me appear incredibly short, but they're often culturally very revealing. And Spotify made a smart move. In fact, Spotify, I can let me tell you this: if you're listening, then then uh, you know your audience will go up with the quantum on it as well. But their their stock has gone up more than 50% since the deal with Rogan was announced in May. It tops the Apple podcast charts and virtually everything. But some company employees were upset because they feel that there was material that was anti-transgender, doesn't reflect the values, etc., etc. In other words, they want to shut him down. It's the same old story. Let's return to COVID and... Um, a woman who I've criticised a lot, but my goodness, she made a cracking speech in the House of Commons, especially this uh, on worship. I just want to, to make one word about public worship and echo the concerns of others. My concern is that the government today, making it illegal to conduct an act of public worship for the best of intentions, sets a precedent that could be misused for a government in the future with the worst of intentions. And it has unintended consequences. The uh, remembrance, COVID secure remembrance service in Worcester Cathedral is now going to be turned into a pre-recorded online service. Surely those men and women who gave down their lives for our freedom deserve better than this. She was saying that there should be a proper analysis of uh, lockdown and the costs of all the decisions being taken. But it was the phrase, making it illegal to have public worship will have unintended consequences. I totally agree with that. And speaking of unintended consequences, I had a lovely interview with Marcelly Campbell. You can get the full interview on the blog, and I do encourage you to listen to it. I found it very moving. Um, we were talking about the impact of COVID in Uganda, where Marcelly is based. Uh, just listen to this. Day-to-day life for the poorest or the poor here in sub-Saharan Africa has got incredibly more difficult. They don't have options for safe distancing. Again, you talk of Western models. We have 15, 20 um, uh, people in, in, in one room, adults and children together. Tuberculosis, TB, again, a lot of our respiratory issues. This um, you know, with good intentions, we as medics think, oh, we should have social spacing, good airflow. They don't have those options. And again, you know, World Health Organization, quite rightly, hand washing and good hygiene for, again, all the diseases, but they don't have access to water for washing or soap and even clean water for drinking. Diarrheal disease, it's never one that people kind of get a lot of the celebrity Uh, attention to but diarrheal disease is one of our biggest killers for children all over the continent do you know apart from what was said there the the statistic that stuck in my head well there was two one is that covid whilst covid has twelve thousand cases in uganda as far as they know 
and 114 deaths. Malaria had 16 million cases and 10,500 deaths and probably many more. And then the other statistic was this. In one area, in one area, not the whole country, since the lockdown, there have been 10,000 extra teenage pregnancies as girls have been compelled to stay home rather than go to school. Just let that sink in. All right, let's do something a little bit different. Um, I wonder if any of you know who this gentleman is. I like Stella. She's a professional scouser. But I won't go into that, Derek. But she's all right. But, you know, uh, we're playing the pantomime and she's fighting the baddie on stage like this. And she gets him on the floor. She said, how shall I kill him, kids? And the kid at back shouted, sing to him, Stella! <laughs> Cannon and Ball. Uh, Bobby Ball died. He was uh, a working class English comedian who did remarkably well. And I heard his testimony recently, which was fascinating because he wasn't interested at all. And then someone just spoke to him about Jesus and it, it, it drove him that way. The clip that you heard is from King's Church Bolton. And I played that because I recognised the couch. I once appeared in King's Church Bolton as well um, to be interviewed Look, humour and Christianity can go together. Just ask Tim Vine. But persecution and Christianity go together as well. News this week of a Christian girl aged 13 who in Pakistan who was kidnapped and has been compelled to marry a 44-year-old man. And despite the kidnapping, despite the compulsion, a court has ruled that to be legal. All right, we're going to, um, before we go, the most played video on YouTube is this. Baby shark. Actually, the history of this is really interesting. It, it's a... 1970s song from kids camps in in the US it became a hit in Germany a few years ago but this South Korean company Pink Fong I think they're called have picked it up uh, I think the French had Baby Requiem and the German Kleine High Little Shark and about 10 13 years ago it became, it became a hit um, but Pink Fong sung by a 10 year old Korean American Hop Sewin uh, was uploaded to YouTube in 2015 and it's been going ever since and it is now their uh, number one song uh, YouTube's number one song being played over 7.04 billion times uh, Pink Fong have made about 5.2 million dollars from the YouTube streams yeah I don't know. I think I'd rather listen. It would drive me mad, by the way, if I listened to that too much. 
Something else is a little bit amusing as we head towards the end. Um, uh, somebody listening to this podcast introduced themselves. Hi, my name is. I'd be glad to work with you. I'm the manager of a company that's one of the world leaders in online dating. I want to offer you uh, publish an article written by one of our editorial team on a topic which will be interesting for your readers. If you still have any doubts, please let me know and ask any questions you have. Well, I have no doubts at all and I have no questions other than what makes you think that I would want to do an online dating thing here? I don't know. Maybe you're listening to this. You think it's a great idea. Maybe you should start up a dating company as well as a kid's songs thing. All right, look, um, I'm going to love you and leave you. Um, I am really distressed about the US situation. The worst possible result, other than, well, I suppose the Senate going Democrat could, be, could have been worse. But the worst possible result, as far as I know, and I'm just looking at the figures again just now, and they've not really changed since I began recording this, is a contested election with Joe Biden ending up as president. It, I, I cannot say how much that distresses me. And... I am so thankful that I don't look for help to politicians. I mean, I wasn't impressed with Trump either, to be honest. But sometimes better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. But who knows? All I know is this. The psalmist. There's a new version of Psalm 121 that the Gettys have come up with. And we leave you with it. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The Lord watches over us. You know, that's what we need to remember. Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. If you're not a Christian, you're listening to this. You don't have that and you need it. If you are a Christian, then whether you're wound up and upset about the US election, whether you're in Uganda, faced with far more serious things, in Pakistan, facing persecution, in New Zealand, you're elderly wondering what's going to happen. Any of or all of these things, all I can simply say is look to the Lord. Lift your eyes, not to the hills. You're looking to the hills and going, where's my help come from? It doesn't come from the hills, but it comes from God. And I pray that God would bless you. If you'd like to support Podbean, then uh, please do so on the Podbean fundraiser. One or two have asked about supporting um, without doing that. You can do that if you contact me directly. I will tell you how. Uh, any ideas for next week please do let me know and i pray that god would bless you wherever you are and can i just finish by saying this may god bless america